Let's talk about sending money abroad. You may think that's a pretty simple topic unless you listen to this show a lot and you know what's coming. Well, either way, please let me correct that assumption. If you send money abroad with older methods, you're probably not going to get the exchange rate that you see on Google. They might mark up that rate to make extra money or charge you a big fee or both. Basically, using a traditional service to send money abroad is like going to Sweden in the winter to get a tan. It just does not make any sense. Instead, use TransferWise. TransferWise gives you a great rate and charges a low fee every time you send money to over 70 countries. Basically, TransferWise uses smart tech that makes their transfers more efficient, and they have a lot of clever people dedicated to one thing, making international finance more fair. It's like how new websites make it cheaper and faster to book plane tickets to Sweden or to Aruba. TransferWise does the same, but for your money to travel instead. And their borderless account lets you hold over 40 currencies at once and convert them whenever you like. Don't take my word for it, though. TransferWise has 4 million customers who save millions in bank fees every day. Test them out for free at transferwise.com slash yogagirl or download the app. Again, that's transferwise.com slash yogagirl. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. And Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. I can't believe Christmas is over. Holy shit. I feel like we spent so much time talking about Christmas, preparing for Christmas, anticipating for Christmas. And then it's like you snap your fingers, you blink, and it's and it's all gone. <laughs> And uh, Christmas is my favorite holiday, so I always feel a little bit melancholic um, right after Christmas has ended because now Christmas is a whole 300 and, what, 63 days away. (laughs) Um, But we've had a really good Christmas here at the house. Hope your Christmas was beautiful wherever you are, however you celebrated. This Christmas for us actually was the first Christmas in a, I think, ever maybe in a really long time uh, that we celebrated totally alone or just with our little core centered family here. We always have family that come uh, from Sweden or from Holland for Christmas almost every single year. Uh, My first years of living in Aruba, we had these big kind of friends Christmases where we invited all of our friends over and we had Christmas on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then this year, we've been so busy with family and friends and kind of feels like all throughout the year. And uh, my mom decided last minute she wasn't coming for Christmas. So we kind of had this little window open up of like, maybe we just we just celebrate Christmas, just us. So me, Dennis and the baby. And I got so excited about that. Like I was feeling really, oh, you know, I spoke about this in last week's episode that I was, uh, you know, my tendency to celebrate and to put on these big parties and and to kind of always have everything be a, a little bit over the top. Um, and I just actually got really excited to just be alone, um, to not have family over, to not have a big thing, um, but just to be us because... <laughs> I'm I'm in a very contemplative mood these days. Um, my uh, <laughs> I don't know how to how to explain it, but my my mood I, I'm I'm feeling pretty unstable, <laughs> not in like a crazy way or anything, but I've I've been having some pretty intense mood swings over the past past week or so. Um, I go from being really elated, feeling super happy, to really calm, to really down and really low. And I had a couple of days of that. And then I woke up, um, I think this was the 23rd, like the day before Christmas Eve, the full moon. When was that? Yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, I woke up in the morning and I was like, man, like I haven't had my period in a really long time, I feel like. Sorry if this is TMI. Who are we kidding? Nothing is TMI on this show. Um, and I asked Dennis, I was like, hey, do you remember last time I had my period? And he was like, no, it feels like a, a long time ago. I was like, shit, okay. Um, and then it was a full moon. So like we spent the evening just watching the this amazing moon rising from the desert like we have we have literally the front row seat of Aruba to the moonrise there's no better place in Aruba to watch the moonrise than from our house like it's it's really crazy in the middle of the desert it rises from the cacti it's so beautiful and then the moon like you know was rising and I had this big moment of like oh I've been feeling so all over the place these past couple of days like I wonder if it's the moon because I usually I get a little loopy around the the full moon and then as I like thought that thought, I got my period. So <laughs> I think full moon, period, Christmas, family, holiday, stress, um, you know, all of these things have kind of contributed to me feeling really high and then really low and moving with it. But when we decided to just be Chris- spend Christmas alone, I got really excited about that because like my core family, really my the heart of my family, it's 
Dennis and the baby. Like it's the three of us. And maybe one day we'll have another baby or maybe we'll have six more babies. Like who knows? But but right now and for as far as I can tell, like this is the center of my, of my family. And it's an interesting transition I find to make. I think uh, I'm in that age right now where, you know, most of my friends are having babies. Everyone's getting married and kind of starting new families and building families of our own for the first time. So it's this transition, not just from maidenhood to motherhood, but this transition from from the family we grew up in, the family we were born into, to creating our own. And along with that comes creating our own traditions, our own rituals, our own, you know, how do we like to do things in the family that we actually choose versus the family that we're born into. And some families come with, you know, more or less complications. Uh, you know, for some people going home for the holidays or spending Christmas with family, is just the most joyful thing in the world. We, you know, love our families so much and just want to spend as much time with them as we possibly can. For other people, it's this really difficult thing where, oh, you know, maybe there's challenges there or hurt or pain or you don't get along. But I think for a lot of us, it's a little bit of everything, right? For me, mostly there's this big overwhelming feeling of love, but there's also like, there's some relationships that are tricky and there's always that moment when you've spent too much time with your family where you're like, okay, this has been a great Christmas, but it's time for me to go back to my, you know, to my real life now. Um, so wherever you fall on that spectrum, I think it's interesting how everything kind of culminates and comes together for the holiday, specifically something as big and as long as Christmas and Christmas time. So for us this year, um, having this space to just be totally alone, it was, it just opened up this space for like, whoa. And I, and I never really thought about it in that way before, but we have a baby now. She's going to be two years old. So whatever traditions we set in place now, it's what she's going to remember for the rest of her life. Like right now, I am shaping her future Christmas time. Like how is she going to feel around the holidays? We're going to have, you know, I remember being little and all the things that my mom used to do that we did, the things we cooked, how we, you know, wrap presents and the traditions and the timing of things. Like everything is really specific. And of course, I'm copying everything that I was shown when I was little. And then I just kind of, hit me like everything that I'm doing with Lea Luna now she's going to grow up with this being the tradition so I I had to kind of sit down with Dennis and I shared this the kind of the the Christmas uh, issue that we had the issue of Santa of Dennis not wanting to be Santa for Christmas that was the spark of a whole big discussion that we had about you know what kind of traditions do we want to set for this family for our family not just copying everything that our parents did in the past but like what do we really enjoy around Christmas does everything have to be the same as the way our parents did it are there things that we want to scale away or remove or do differently and you know how can we make this really our own and the thing about my husband is <laughs> he's not really like a family person. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Just he grew up as a super, super independent guy, um, kind of did his own thing his whole life. Like he, he's been working since he was really little and um, he just has this really interesting upbringing, I think. So, and he's not super attached to the idea of, of, of the family, you know, from where he came from. So when I asked like, hey, like, you know, what is a normal Christmas? Like when you grew up, when you were little, what was a normal Christmas? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, you must have memories. Like, okay, you didn't have a Santa. He's like, no, we never, we never did that. I don't think so. I'm like, okay, well, what did you eat? He's like, ham. I'm like, okay, how was that ham prepared? And he's like, they're, they're, so in Aruba, they do this Caribbean ham. Apparently everybody does it. Of course, I've never had it because I don't eat ham, but it's like a glazed ham with pineapple and maraschino cherries on it. It looks super crazy. He's like, yeah, we do that. And I'm like, okay, what does that come with? He's like, I don't know, maybe rice. I'm like, okay, like, do you have no memories of Christmas, like being little? Like, you know, I want I don't want it just to be this thing because I'm in charge of Christmas. We're going to do everything the Swedish way and the way I grew up. I'm like, we have to merge like your upbringing and your culture in Aruba with where I come from so that the baby has the best of both. And then, you know, we, we make it our own thing. And he just cannot remember a single thing like doesn't know at all and also doesn't feel very attached to the idea of, of anything being passed on. But I really like the idea of, um, I like the idea of tradition. I like the idea of, of knowing where you came from. I like the idea of taking, you know, different pieces of your past and making it into your own present. 
So now uh, we just had a we had a Christmas brunch with Dennis's family and his mom and siblings and his grandma's here. And then when I ask, you know, like so when Dennis was little, how would you guys do Christmas? And she's like, oh, you know, we used to do this, and then we poach pears and we serve these this kind of potato and we have cranberries. I'm like, there's a whole spread that they do every year, and Dennis just doesn't pay any attention. <laughs> I don't know, or he just cares so little about Christmas that he just doesn't, you know. So now I'm like, okay, I have to kind of make the effort on both sides to like make this come together because it's just traditions are really different and how Dennis's family sticks together is different from my family. And, you know, I've been having all of these things on my mind anyway, the, the ancestry and where we come from and how it brings us to where we are. So the thought of us being alone for Christmas was really exciting, but then kind of we started getting closer to the big day and where I come from, we celebrate Christmas on the 24th. Christmas Eve is the big day. Christmas Day doesn't really mean much. Christmas Day, usually people go out and get really drunk and party. But our big family day, like our big Christmas celebration when Santa comes and we have the big Christmas lunch and all that stuff, like that's the 24th. So that's how that's how we do it here. Normally in Aruba, we do the 24th like a thing. And then we go see Dennis's family on the 25th. Um, so <laughs> I had this kind of, like list of things I wanted to do for Christmas, all the foods that we normally do, um, all the foods made vegan, of course. Uh, and then this list, I just kept adding things because I really wanted Christmas Eve to be perfect. Um, so, and also, you know, I'm not like overwhelmed with work or I've chosen not to be overwhelmed with work. I'm not at the office every day. I'm not taking, you know, all the normal meetings and everything that I normally do. So I have had space that was supposed to be space for me to relax and, you know, be on semi-maternity leave or, or just soften a little bit. But what did I do instead? I filled all of this space up with preparing to make a perfect Christmas Eve. And as this list of things that I was going to put on the Christmas table, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. <laughs> and it was somewhere around like, I don't know, the 23rd, like the day before afternoon. And I was like, you know, I had three different things in the oven, a bunch of things on the stove. I'm making Christmas candy and buns and rolls and bread from scratch. And then all of these, you know, hot and cold dishes. And I'm still, you know, getting the last minute gift that I hadn't gotten for Dennis. And it was just like a lot of stuff happening. And it just kind of hit me like, there's a reason that you do this with a whole family thing. <laughs> you know, normally, one person is not in charge of putting together an entire Christmas feast. That's fucking insane. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I, I, I probably should have, you know, oh, it's just the three of us. We're going to have this calm, you know, cozy family Christmas. We should probably scale back. But I had this idea in my head, like everything that's normally on the table, I have to put it on the table. Where normally other people, parts of our family like bring food and cook specific things and you know you don't have one person in charge of everything but I put myself in charge of everything and being the overachiever that I am I made everything cooked everything baked everything made like a, you know everything literally everything um and it, it got really overwhelming <laughs> and I can kind of laugh at it now I mean this was like a couple of days ago but I had this moment of like like it's like I'm I'm working now like I traded being really busy with one thing for something else, but I'm still really, really busy and not in this relaxed, like just home cooking and chilling. Like I just, I, I put this pressure on myself to execute everything awesomely. So it became this holiday stress, which actually normally around the holidays, I don't feel that. I've, I can't remember having a, a Christmas time where I feel, I don't know, where I feel stressed at all, but suddenly I made myself really stressed because I was alone, you know, putting all this stuff together. So um, I had that moment and then I had to ask Dennis, I was like, hey, like we got to like tag team this cooking now, you know, and he was like, well, why are we making so much food? I'm like, it's not that it's so much food. It's just like a wide variety of food. And he really, really, really wanted the Christmas herring, which is this um, vegan version of seal, like a herring that we make. So I'm like, okay, you're the one who really wants this and this and this and that. So I'm going to put you in charge of cooking that and then I'm going to do this stuff. And then we kind of put everything together. It was like everything was really great, like super, super, you know, everything was beautiful. Um, and then comes Christmas morning and we had a really super sweet morning with the baby and we did our kind of tradition where you open one gift in the morning and then we were going to have lunch around three or four. And we put the baby down for her nap. And then, you know, of course I have this list in my head of like all the things we're supposed to make. And I was like, hey, babes, can you like chop two onions for me? And he was like, what? 
you want me to chop onions? And he snapped at me because he had something else in mind, like he was going to go bike or do something. And I was like, well, what he's like, what do you mean? I made all this vegan herring yesterday. Like he made two things. It took him, should have taken maybe 30 minutes. It took him maybe an hour. <laughs> he made two things out of the like, I don't know how many things that we've had or that I've cooked or whatever. And I was like, yeah, like we need to chop the onions so that we can make this and that. And he was like, well, that's not what I've planned for this day at all. I just want to sit on the couch right now or I want to da da And, you know, he kind of snapped at me a little bit. And I was like, hey, how did you think that this Christmas dinner was going to materialize? Like, you know, he's like, I don't know, you're in charge. I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's like, I don't want to do chores right now. And, and then I'm like, you know, it's not about it being a chore. Like it's normal for Christmas Eve and Christmas day that you cook together. Like whoever's eating, everybody cooks together, at least that's what we normally do in my family. And then he got kind of grumpy. And then, you know, and I had this moment of like, where I got super, super, super low in the middle of Christmas Eve, where I just, I just realized like, there's a reason why you have family around for Christmas, like extended family, where there's more than just this tiny, tiny little unit. Um, because it's not fun to prepare Christmas for someone or with someone who just feels like it's a total drag, total chore, not at all what he wants to do, you know, and normally it's like, you know, me and my sisters or my brother and my mom or friends or whoever. And it's like a team effort to put together a dinner. And now I just felt really alone. But somehow I still had this idea, like I have to put on, I, you know, we have everything prepared. I'm not going to give up now. Like we're super close to having this really perfect Christmas thing. But of course, because I put so much pressure on myself for no fucking reason, right? Like who is there telling me I have to make Christmas perfect? Nobody. Who is there saying I have to have every single thing on the table? Nobody. But I have this, you know, I have really beautiful Christmas memories from when I'm little and I really want to recreate that for the baby. Um, and of course she barely, she's two years old. Like she barely knows what's going on around her. Like who do, who are we kidding? Like literally all, you know, we gave her like, we didn't give her that many gifts, but of course like the wrapping is still the most exciting part. <laughs> literally. I gave her a really beautiful like hand knit doll. She like threw the doll away and played with the box still. So, you know, it was really, for me, it was kind of an eye-opening thing. And then Dennis saw in like middle of cooking, he was like, you know, it's like he, he went biking for like half an hour and then he came back. He was like, hey, sorry, I'm sna I snapped. I just really wanted to bike before we did all the stuff. Like, let's cook. And, you know, and then we ended up having a really nice evening. We ate really, really good lunch. Like everything was super sweet and cozy in the end we watched christmas movies and um santa came and i think maybe that moment of of him snapping at me and me getting a little sad was what tipped him over the edge to become santa claus for the baby <laughs> so maybe that was purposeful too um and we had santa and we opened gifts and it was just all in all a really cozy christmas but i had that really low moment in, in the middle of the day where like fuck like i don't know if i want to do christmas this way <laughs> And there's something about, I mean, I'm sure there's people listening to this right now. If you have family that live really far, far away or, you know, you feel secluded from family and friends or, you know, Aruba, where we live on a tiny island in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's, it's hard living here. I mean, it's really, really, really amazing living here. I don't want to live anywhere else. I, there's nowhere else that feels like home at all. Like, you know, if I would envision or imagine ourselves moving to Sweden, I don't even know where we would live. Like I don't feel at, at all home in any city in Sweden. Like Sweden doesn't feel like home anymore. Aruba's home. I love living here, but there are these moments, especially the holidays, birthdays, things like that, where I just really, really, really miss my family. And I really, really, really miss my mom. And I'm in this kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm in this kind of funky place with my mom right now where I miss her a lot, but I don't want to tell her. <laughs> I miss my mom a lot and all the time, but she's also here a lot and all the time. And sometimes it's nice to have space. <laughs> and I know like if she, if I, if, if I allowed it, she would probably build a little house in my backyard so she could live here. And we have this challenging balance of being too close or too far apart. And I'm really looking to find that perfect middle ground. And right now I just really miss her and I miss having, you know, I miss having someone else preparing and like doing all the Christmas stuff with someone who makes it really easy and fun. And our family unit is still, it's still, it's still too small for that. That was kind of my big, my big Christmas realization. Our family unit is too small to put together a big Christmas thing. 
So I guess my lesson for next year is, and I already decided, uh, next year we're doing a family holiday. Like we're doing a family Christmas. It doesn't matter if it's here or in Sweden or somewhere else. Um, but I am just to- not super into doing this whole thing alone. And then it's also like, why is it so important? You know, why is it so important? What is it that I'm trying to recreate? I don't know. What I do know is uh, we've been eating Christmas food now for like four days, which has been super awesome. We've watched a bunch of really cozy Christmas movies. The baby is still talking about Santa, literally. Like she had a kind of scary moment. We had a big Christmas party on the 21st where a friend of mine dressed up for Santa as Santa and she got so scared, super terrified. And then now for Christmas Eve, (laughs) Dennis was Santa and he kind of knocked on the door And I was like, do you want to go see who it is? And he wasn't scary looking. He just had the hat and the beard and like a jacket. So it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't a wild Santa. She got a little scared. And then she was like, Santa, like she whispered his name. And he was like, ho, 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 you know, like here's a present for Leah Luna. And she took the present and she just looked at him all wide eyed. But she didn't want to touch him. She didn't want to hug him. She didn't want to go close. And then when he left, she was like staring at the door forever, holding her her gift, you know, (sighs) Like it was, it was a really beautiful moment for her to have that first Santa experience. And she's still talking about him. Like everywhere we go, she's like, Santa Claus, Santa went home. And she says, Santa says, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like she says all these cute things around Santa. So I'm like, okay, you know, this might be, I don't know how, I feel, I've, I've heard that around two years old, like our earliest memories are around there. So it could be that this Christmas is a Christmas she might remember, maybe not, maybe next year is the Christmas she'll remember. But I think doing this sort of, I don't want to call it work, but within our family unit, thinking about these things has been a really, it's been a really rewarding thing for me over the past, over the past couple of days. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Hiring can be pretty time consuming. I don't know about other business owners out there, but my time is valuable and something I never feel like I have enough of. It's way too much work to post a job to several online job boards only to get tons of the wrong kinds of resumes. Then you have to sort through all of those resumes just to find a few people with the right skills and experience. These job sites that overwhelm you with the wrong resumes, they're just not smart. I would much rather be spending my time actually running my business or with Dennis and Leah Luna. That's why when I hire, I will only do it smart. You should do the smart thing too and go to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US and this rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com slash yoga if you love this show show your support and ziprecruiter by going to ziprecruiter.com slash yoga y-o-g-a that's ziprecruiter.com slash yoga ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire I've, I've been so f- centered around the thought of family like it's all it's all I really think about right now <laughs> and at the end of the day spending time with family is the most important thing but I feel really, yeah, I feel really anchored right now. I feel really anchored in our little family unit and also knowing that I don't want it to be just our little family unit forever and for all the time. So I don't know what that means for us in the in the long run, but um, but yeah, and now here we are, Christmas is over. <laughs> I uh, uh, we we uh, I got a lot of questions about gifts and you know I know people go really crazy with gifts and gift giving around the holidays. We don't really do that. We go crazy with the food, as you can tell. <laughs> food and baking, cooking and baking, we go super nuts with um, presents. Like Dennis and I usually give each other one or two things, and then for the baby, I think we gave her four things. She had four presents to open, um, which I think is a lot for a two-year-old. <laughs> I don't want it, to, you know. I don't want to have the kind of tradition where you have like ten or twenty gifts to open, and it's just like everything you get is like kind of lost with all the, all the craziness. Um, but I was really excited because Dennis has been. He had one thing on his wish list that he really wanted, and it's this. I don't even like seriously. I don't even know how to, how to pronounce it. It's from something. It's from a, a company called Norma Tech, and it's these boots or these like pant legs that you put on that somehow massage your legs to help your legs and your body recover after really long endurance training. 
<laughs> it's like this totally uh, total Iron Man gift to give someone. Um, they're crazy expensive. So apparently after you've like you've, you've gone biking for six hours and like all the blood is in like different parts of your body and your legs are dead and you know what you really need is is a massage to like move some blood around and to kind of get some get some life back into your muscles so these things like you put them on like you would pants or like boots that go all the way up to your hip and through pressure and air i don't know they massage your legs i don't know then as he when he did the iron man race in florida he like had this thing with these boots and he was like oh my god i want these and i looked it up i'm like no one owns this kind of thing like this is crazy this is like you know super athletes who like do Ironman and Ultraman races like for a living they own these kinds of things like this is crazy Um, I'm like there's no way and he's like that's all I want for Christmas he's like maybe you can like talk to them or see like you know maybe we'll share something on social media about it like you know maybe like we can get a deal or a discount like he was really 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 trying (laughs) really um, kind of begging me for this thing um, and then of course like immediately I reached out to them and I was like hey I want to buy these boots and you know how much are they and how can I get them to Aruba on time and then what does Dennis do that little fucker <laughs> he, he tries to order them himself like two weeks before Christmas so I had to go into his computer and like find the guy's email that he was talking to and email the guy and be like hey I'm so sorry but my husband is talking to you right now trying to order these boots but can you like stall him and pretend like, <laughs> I don't know, like keep conversation going, but actually I'm getting the boots. <laughs> and um, I got the, the boots. Do you call them boots? I don't even know. They came like a week ago and then I've been hinting every day. Like, Dennis, I'm so sorry. Like, there's no way. Like these things, they were just too expensive and it's not going to happen. So he was, but he had like little sliver of hope because he only wanted this one thing. Um, you know, nothing else. And then what I did is I, I went online to this website and I used our Polaroid camera and I took a photo of the website of this Norma Tech website. And then I wrapped the Polaroid photo and I wrote coming 2019. And I was like, here's your gift, babes. And he opened it and he was like, you saw his like eyes light up. And then he was like, oh, oh, oh. So like, you ordered them? I was like, yeah, no, I didn't order them. Um, you know, they were kind of expensive. I don't know. But I thought maybe um, maybe we could do it together. <laughs> he was like, so my Christmas gift is a f- photo that you took with a Polaroid of the computer that's logged into this website so that you and I can together go on the website and order the gift that you're giving me for Christmas. <laughs> for Christmas I was like yeah it was a little complicated I didn't know which one you wanted and stuff so like I pretended that I gave him a gift that wasn't a gift and you could see he's like oh my god okay cool thanks babes you know and then I went downstairs and I got him the actual box of the thing I was like oh hey I have I have another gift for you here you go and then he opened it he got so fucking happy it's like the the, the, the joy of gift giving like you know it has nothing to do with the price or how you know the price tag or actually like what's inside to me it's more about the surprise and the the preparation of it and I know this is something that he's just he's he's already used it like 10 times and he's not even worked out (laughs) over Christmas he's just so happy um yeah so everyone at at Norma Tech thank you guys for getting help helping me FedEx this wild stuff all the way to Aruba like right around Christmas day that was kind of crazy but in terms of the baby like I of the gifts I gave her literally She's played with the boxes. I got her these stacking blocks. Um, they're, they're made with cardboard. They're like paper blocks, kind of. They were, I don't know, five bucks. Cheapest thing ever. And she's played with them all day, like every day. She hasn't stopped playing with them since we since Christmas is over. So it's, it's so easy right now. And I know as she grows older, she's going to get more attached to the idea of gifts and presents. And for me, what's really, really, really important around the holidays is that we gather around a table I mean, eating obviously is very important, but it's the gathering. It's 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 the it's the community of Christmas. Like that's what's really important to me. What's actually inside of the gift box? It's not that important. Like exactly the thing that's on the table, you know, whatever exact stuff that we are eating. Like it doesn't really matter as long as as long as we're together. And I think having the realization that together for Christmas for me. Um, it has to mean, it has to mean that my mom is around. (laughs) God damn it. I'm trying to be all independent (laughs) and I miss my mom for Christmas. Don't tell her, you guys, if you talk to my mom, don't tell her. (laughs) She had a Christmas with my siblings at home and I mean, she's coming here in two weeks. Like my mom basically lives in Aruba right now. It's hard to find that balance between space and being really, really, really close. But here we are. So right now, the time between Christmas and New Year's Eve in Sweden, we call it Mellandagana, which means the days in between. 
we are literally the days in between. And New Year's is coming up. And New Year's. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve for me is this totally spiritually sacred time. Um, I'm not a partier for New Year's. I mean, in life, yes, I'm a partier. For New Year's Eve, I am not a party goer. Uh, haven't been. F- I, I honestly cannot remember like a really wild and crazy party New Year's Eve. Like for, I don't know. I don't know how many years ago I had that. Even before the baby, I'm not a party person for New Year's Eve. But I think I think for a lot of people, New Year's Eve, it, it becomes this big thing that we anticipate. You know, it's like the new year is coming and it's the last day of the year. And, you know, you have to have this huge party. It's kind of like maybe how I feel about Christmas, like the pressure I put on Christmas Eve this year is like, what I feel a lot of people do around New Year's, having this amazing party and you have to be somewhere amazing. You have to look amazing. It has to be this epic combination of all the perfect things coming together to create a perfect party. And then right at 11.59, like when the clock strikes 12, you know, when it's midnight, you have to be like with the person you love and with a glass of champagne, watching fireworks, giving someone a kiss, like everything has to work. Um, and of course, it never works out that way. The same way like having a perfect Christmas. The idea that I had about perfect, perfect, perfect Christmas made Christmas less perfect for me because I started stressing myself out, right? And the, the magic and spirit of Christmas doesn't lie anywhere near stress or pressure. You know, it just lies around spending time with the people that you love. Like, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> we all know this. Um, and for New Year's Eve, um, for me, I'm not at all into the parties what I really focus on and why New Year's Eve is a big deal for me is because I set my intentions for New Year's in a way that maybe is a, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, I make it into a really big thing because it is a really big thing for me. I am a huge goal setter. Um, I'm a big intention setter. I like to really sit down and visualize what I want the new year to bring me. How do I like things to be? How would I like things to be different next year compared to this year? Um, kind of what milestones that I hit the past year, you know, what went really well? Where did I go? Am I going in a direction where I feel really positive? Is this, you know, a direction that I want to keep taking in life? What have I manifested? What am I still working on? What do I need to let go of? Like what weighs me down? I really get into that on a very spiritual and emotional level. Um, And I feel, of course, you know, you can set intentions for anything in life. Um, Every new moon is a great time to, to set a new intention or to start manifesting something new or a change in your life. But the culmination of the whole ending of an entire year cycle and starting an entire year anew. It's a beautiful time to really not just make changes in your life because I don't necessarily think that that's true. It's not, you know, people like to think of New Year's resolutions as like, oh, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight or I'm going to make a bunch of money this year or I'm going to totally change all these drastic things in my life. Um, I don't look at New Year's as as that. I look at it more as a time to evaluate um, and just get really, really present with how have I been feeling over the past year? And if I look at 2018, you know, what worked for me? Like what was really, really, really beautiful? What was really important? What were the moments that brought me the absolute most joy that made me feel like I'm in the right place in life? What were the things that didn't work? What epiphanies or realizations have I had about maybe things that I want to change? Not necessarily, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by next year or, you know, nothing like that. But how am I treating myself on a daily basis? Am I living a life that makes me feel really fulfilled? And if I'm making changes, they shouldn't necessarily be these big 180 degree drastic changes. Like I'm never doing this again, or I'm going to do this now every single day. Um, in a much broader, bigger, and a deeper spectrum than that. Um, so what I like to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you guys through a really kind of step-by-step way for you to sit down and meditate on your intentions for the new year um, and help you create a little ritual that you can bring with you for whatever it is that you're doing on New Year's Eve. So <laughs> I actually do that. So wherever I am, and sometimes I find myself at like a crazy party somewhere, I don't necessarily en- enjoy it. I usually don't get like I usually don't drink a lot on New Year's Eve because midnight is a really big moment for me <laughs> um, spiritually <laughs> and emotionally. It doesn't really work well if you're wasted. So um, yeah, without further ado, here are my um, my best tips for you guys to sit down and meditate on your New Year's intention. So the very first thing you want to do is you want to grab a notebook and a pen 
And for setting New Year's intentions, I love starting really, really fresh with a brand new notebook and a beautiful space to sit down and center yourself. So this is not something that you want to do while taking care of your kids or, you know, on your way, you know, to work on the subway or the bus. It's um, take this as a moment to really meditate. So carve out some time, like maybe a good 30 minutes or an hour for you to sit down, create a beautiful space. Um, Creating beautiful spaces is something that really works for me when it comes to grounding myself and centering my thoughts. Even sitting down to do this podcast, I always light a candle. I make sure that the bedroom is really clean. I set up a beautiful space. I light Palo Santo, anything to help ground and calm my mind. So those things are especially important when you're doing something as valuable as setting your intentions for the entire coming year. So I'm going to guide you through uh, just a fairly short but a really beautiful meditation that you can arrive at to help ground you and set you up for that really grounded place for you to find your intentions for the next year. Um, So if you want, you can hit pause on this podcast, create your sacred space, um, or you can come back to this moment of the podcast when you have that sacred space whenever you're ready. So sitting at a comfortable seat, your notebook and pen is by your side. You can close your eyes. Now let's take a couple of deep breaths. So bringing your attention inward, you can go ahead and focus on that, just that very soft flow of the natural breath in and breath out. Keep the flow of the breath moving through the nose. And take a few moments just to feel what it feels to be in your body in this moment. See if you can allow the shoulders to drop a little bit, maybe soften your face. And now feel the connection that you have between your sit bones and the ground. So whether you're sitting on a cushion or on the floor, whatever surface is beneath you, see if you can start to energetically and maybe also physically a little bit ground further toward earth. So just feeling yourself very present within the body in this moment and noticing the earth beneath you, feeling very solid, very strong. And then start to focus a little bit more on the breath and see if you can allow for a deepening of the breath to unfold right here. So next time you inhale, you pull that breath all the way down toward the bottom of the lungs. And take a moment there just so you can really feel the breath expand in the bottom of the belly. And as you exhale, you softly let the belly contract back again so you can release all of that same breath back out. And take a few moments like that, just deep breaths in. And deep breaths out. And as you stay very anchored in your breath, just very present within the body, the inhale, the exhale. Let's take a moment to bring our awareness to the year that has passed. So to the year that has passed, to 2018. And noticing right away whatever is stirred inside of your heart, just as you think back at this year, the year that's passed, you might feel a something really positive, if you have a really good year and a good connection to the year that's been perhaps plenty of beautiful experiences and things that have gone your way and you felt empowered and happy this year. And you'll, you'll know just by that little reaction, that little flutter that happens at the center of the heart when you think about 2018, if it's been high or low, good or bad, maybe someplace in between. You might feel the opposite of that when you think back at the year that's passed. You might feel a little flutter of of pain. Perhaps there's been lots of challenges for you this year. Maybe life didn't take you in the direction that you planned. Perhaps you were sent lots of curveballs or you felt confused or insecure. And just whatever has been, see if you can contemplate that just for a moment, without too much attachment to the specific things that have unfolded in 2018. So without getting stuck in your mind or without having to rehash anything, 
just finding that general sense, that general feeling. If you would sum 2018 up with one word, what would that word be? And then continue to stay present with the breath. And if you feel any emotion coming up, just allow and accept whatever is there. But again, without too much attachment to what comes your way. And now knowing that in just a couple of days, we're about to embark on a really beautiful journey. And something that can bring along with it a really strong opportunity to manifest something new or an opportunity to let go of something old, a blank page. Maybe it's a blank page of a brand new book. What would you like to create for yourself in 2019? What would you like to be different What would you like to remain the same? And if you really just sense your energy going into that place, that hope you might feel for the future, maybe it's dread for the future, maybe it's a little bit of both. Sometimes we just feel it's like confusion as we think about the unknown and everything that's to come for the next year. And if you focus on just a feeling, not specific things or material specific things that you want to create or manifest, but just the feeling you would like to embody for 2019, for the new year ahead. What sort of feeling do you want to lead with in the new year? Just a feeling. And finding that feeling, really anchoring into the feeling that you want to evoke for the new year, it's going to be so helpful when it comes to getting more specific with your new year's intentions. So what's the feeling you want to lead with for all of 2019? As far as you can see right now, what feeling would be most valuable, most important, most beautiful for you to connect with as we start the new year? And you might find that feeling right away. Like you know what you've been longing for. Perhaps it's joy. Maybe 2018 was just, maybe it was really a drag. It was hard. It was confusing, boring, not great. Maybe what you want for 2019 is just happiness and joy. And that's the feeling you want to connect with. Perhaps you felt really scattered in the past year or all over the place or like you really didn't have your feet on the ground. You didn't know where you were going. Maybe the feeling you want to evoke for 2019 is that feeling of grounding. You want to feel grounded present and stable connected perhaps you found yourself complaining a lot in 2018 in the past year and maybe what you're looking for and the feeling you want to evoke in the new year is gratitude feeling grateful for all the beautiful things you already have perhaps you felt a lack of some sort and you're looking for For love, maybe that's love from the people around you, maybe self-love, self-compassion. You want to be kinder to yourself. Perhaps you felt really stuck and held back and what you're looking to evoke is a sense of being really, truly free, freedom. Hmm. So just take a moment and anchor into your very own feeling, that feeling that you've been longing for, that you're looking for, because we're going to, take that feeling with us when we start to journal in a moment but just take a moment to really connect with that and then when you have it you can place the palms of your hands on top of your chest just feel your heartbeat beneath your palms for a moment and hold that feeling there whatever that feeling is hold it there Know that you have inside of yourself in this moment everything you need to make this feeling into a reality. You have everything you need right here, right now to help bring that emotion forth. And you might have to take some steps and take some action and get get really serious about it. You might have to make some changes. 
that's okay. But just know that right now, as you are, as you're sitting here now, you have the ability to create the space for yourself. It's in there. You wouldn't be longing for this emotion if you didn't already have that connection to it. And know that everything is possible. So let's take another deep, deep, deep breath in. Open your mouth and let it out. And go ahead and blink your eyes open. So if you have your pen and your notebook, you can grab it right now. And I'm going to give you a little outline to help you to help get really clear with the intention you're looking to set for 2019. So just now that you have that emotion that you want to evoke for next year, and this emotion is going to be something that you're going to come back to again and again. For me, when I look back at 2018, that feeling like, what was this year like for me? If I could sum it up in one word, that word is confusing. 2018 was a really confusing year for me because it's been I've had so many highs. Oh my God. Most of them with my family, with Dennis and the baby. So many beautiful things. So many beautiful moments of motherhood. Holy shit. I cannot, uh, I cannot even explain it. The, the joy of this baby every day is just a fucking miracle with her. And then there's been other things that have been really hard, really challenging. Like I haven't felt like myself for a lot of this year. I felt disconnected to my um, to my real intentions. I felt really disconnected from my own path. Like 2018 was the year I tried to make my way back to myself, but I wasn't really able to get all the way there. That's how I feel. Um, I had a lot of stress this year. Holy shit. <laughs> a lot of stress. I felt a lot of pressure. I felt really overwhelmed. I, I think I overworked myself this year. So <laughs> if I would sum up 2018, that word is confusing been pretty hard and pretty beautiful <laughs> but confusing and when I think of 2019 and next year and what do I what is it that that feeling I want to evoke and the feeling I want to embody and the reason when I set my intentions I always start with the feeling it's because the heart of the matter lies in that place right whether you're looking for um, for joy, for happiness, for freedom, acceptance, self-compassion, love, um, you know, whatever it is, community, like whatever it is that you're looking to really find. Um, whenever you find yourself led astray or you're confused or you don't know if you're going in the right direction or you don't know if you're making the right choice or not, you can return to this feeling again and again. So the, it can be as simple as, you know, if that feeling is is free or freedom, you want to feel free in the next year. Does this make me feel free? Does this bring me closer to the path of freedom? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then you go another way. You say no, you go a different direction. If the answer is yes, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging, even if you don't have, have the, all the answers, if the answer is yes, yes, this makes me feel free, then you go, you do it. Um, so it's, and if you find yourself as you're kind of journaling in a second, um, you don't know, is this right or wrong? Just come back to that feeling again and again. And for me, the feeling for 2019, it's, I have a hard time pinning it down. Actually, I think I need to um, have another moment to meditate on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, but calm is a huge one, a huge, 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 huge one for me. Calm, feeling calm, feeling at peace. Whoa, I, I get goosebumps as I say that because that's how true that is. That feeling of calm, feeling of of being able to soften, of being able to really relax, of being able to let go, to just be that calm, peacefulness. That that's, I'm looking for that so much. And there's this, there's this other sense inside of myself that's I've spoken a little bit about in the podcast before, but the inner wild woman. Um, there's this primal side, there's this inner wild woman inside of myself um, that just wants to bust out and do crazy fucking shit. <laughs> I don't know. This is like, like, I don't know. And I don't know how to balance that, that primal sense of not wanting to give a fuck about anything with evoking the space of total peace and calm around myself. How do I combine that, that wildness with the peace? Can you be calm and wild at the same time? Can you be wild and peaceful? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. So that's why that 2019 Calm, I think, is my biggest one, but it also has something to do with that, um, that wildness, that 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 primal longing to just bust out and yeah, 
and, and see where that takes me. But anyway, that's my 2019. And whenever I arrive there, I will share it with you guys for sure. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love cooking, especially Swedish Christmas dinners for my family. But cooking three meals on every other day is just not possible for my schedule. Sometimes I need things fast, and luckily for me, fast no longer means unhealthy. If you're like me and sometimes needs delicious meals that are short on prep time but not short on wholesome ingredients, you can try Sunbasket. With Sunbasket, you're a few simple steps away from a delicious, wholesome meal. They deliver meal prep kits with organic produce and clean, sustainable ingredients straight to your front door. That means you can completely skip the supermarket mad which is especially nuts around the holidays. All you have to do is follow the step-by-step instructions with the pre-measured ingredients and your healthy meal is on the table in 30 minutes or less. No experience in the kitchen required either. Now, Sunbasket has more options than ever. Just go to their app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Whatever your dietary needs are, Sunbasket is there for you with paleo, gluten-free, vegan, and other meal options. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, crisp produce and wholesome ingredients. Each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. See how easy it is to make mindful eating a priority and get healthy, clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There's something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle, so there's time for the things that really matter. Go to sunbasket.com slash yoga today to learn more and to get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash yoga for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash yoga. You can grab your pen and paper um, at the top of a page. You're going to, so what we do or what I normally do, you can choose to do exactly this or you can, you know, do your own thing. You can do something as simple as just right at the top of the page, you know, for 2019, I want to, and just fill in the blanks. But I like to do a little bit of journaling on 2018. Um, and I have a couple of topics that you can cover just to kind of feel like 2018, you've, you've had the epiphanies that you need to have. You've had the learnings, the understandings, the realizations that you've had to have, have that you have had to have for about 2018. So you can take that learning into what you're going to create for 2019. So answering a couple of questions about 2018 usually is really helpful to help you arrive at that intention for 2019. So put 2018 big on the first page. And then question number one, what was difficult? What was difficult? In 2018, what was difficult? What was really hard? What was what was your lowest low, the shittiest stuff that maybe you had a theme of things that were hard and they were hard all the time, 2018? What was challenging? What did not go well? What did you not do well? Like what just whatever comes to mind. Um, and you can stream of consciousness journal this where you just start journaling and you journal, 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 like don't let your pen lift off of the paper until you're done. And you'll just feel when you're done. You know, this could also be one sentence. It could be five pages, whatever you want. But Question number one, what was difficult? Um, From there, so question number two, what has been beautiful? What was really, 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 truly beautiful? What has been beautiful in 2018? What were your highest highs, your moments that you look back at and you're like, oh, that was the shit. Maybe there was a theme and the strings of things, you know, recurring things that have been beautiful all the time. Um, and write about that see what comes maybe again it could be one word one sentence it could be several pages but what was really beautiful really easy what were the moments where you felt like everything just worked and you were going with the flow so what was beautiful question number three what are your biggest learnings and epiphanies so as far as you can see right now just it could be one thing okay I'm, I'm all about epiphanies and learning so I you know Every week I sit down and I talk about that. But maybe for you, you've had one single ginormously big epiphany in 2018. What was that? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about life? Write that down. Um, And I would take a little more time to journal on this exact question because it's a big one. And sometimes we have to journal or share on it to actually arrive at the answer to that. Maybe you don't know. What did I realize? What did I learn? What did I learn? Maybe you can't think of a single thing that you learned all year. Then you need some time to meditate on that right now. So Give yourself extra time, extra space to meditate on that question. What were your learnings and epiphanies? Um, So these are your three questions. What was difficult? What was beautiful? What are your learnings and epiphanies? And you can choose to write about that as much as you want, but we're not going to dwell on 2018 enough or too much, especially if you you feel like you kind of, you you know what 2018 brought you. You know, it's it's time to move on. It is time to move on. 2018, it's, it's almost all over. Um, so now for 2019, okay, take a brand new page. You can, you can even like tear out the old pages if you want. Maybe you start your brand new book, whatever feels really good for 2019. I have two questions to get you started. 
What do you want more of? Okay. Compared to last year, what would you like more of in your life? Next question. What would you like less of? So this is pretty simple. What do you want to add? What would you like to create more of? So looking back at the things that really worked, that were really beautiful, what brought you those things, right? Was there a, a common theme of maybe you being really inclusive or you letting go of expectation or you just not giving a fuck and that brought you good things? What do you want more of? And what do you want less of? You know, look at those things that were really hard. What didn't work and what brought you there? So what do you want more of and what do you want less of? And then in terms of that feeling for 2019, write your feeling down. So my feeling was to be calm and wild, or maybe it's just calm. I haven't really found it, but write it really, 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 really big. And then you're going to answer these three questions. For 2019, put at the top of the page, this year I want to feel, this year I want to manifest, this year I want to let go of. That's how simple it is, okay? 2019, this year I want to feel, this year I want to manifest, and this year I want to let go of. If you want to get really specific with it, so <laughs> I get really specific with it because I feel like or it tends to really help me uh, in terms of setting goals and getting to where I want to go. Um, I have three specific areas that are important to me that I always write something specific. Um, the areas are family, business, and health. And for each theme or for each area of life, I'll write something really, really specific or sometimes three really specific things that I really want in each area. So maybe specifically under health, you know, for 2019, I'm planning to do a half Ironman so I can get really specific there. Like 2019, am I really going to do that? That means I have to commit. So one of my things for health in 2019 is going to be commit to training for Ironman because that's something that I'm planning for next year. It could also be something that's more general, like, you know, if you've lost connection to your yoga practice, maybe you want to pick that up. So in these areas, you can get more specific in terms of material things, in terms of things you want to create or let go of under business or, you know, money or that area. Um, this year, I'm going to write, I'm going to try to create more while doing less. <laughs> it's a pretty big statement to make, but I'm planning to work less. Uh, if I can, uh, you know, another piece under body for me is going to be to to slow down and to not overwork myself or I can get really specific and maybe being specific for me, it actually means um, I'm going to I'm not going to teach more than X classes per week, for instance, um, or I'm, you know, committing to being on my mat alone uh, for this much time every single day. So you can get as specific as you want in, the, in those areas. Maybe you have areas that are different than mine. Mine are family, business, and health. Those are really big ones that I come back to again and again. Um, so see how, how specific you want to get. And then now you have this big outline, right? So you have 2019. What do you want more of? What do you want less of? And then define your intention in terms of feeling. So you want to feel, you want to manifest, you want to let go of. And then you can choose to get as specific as you want for the big areas in life that you feel are important, whether it's family or money or body or, you know, whatever resonates with you. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a copy paste of, of what I'm sharing. This is just a, a general outline. And then once you've done this, you can take as much time as you have, write and write and write and write and try to get specific or you can keep it general. I like to have a really general sense of what my intention is for the next year because it's easy to come back to again and again when it's simple. And then I get really specific um, in certain areas, like, you know, how much I want to get on my mat and things like that. But that's not as important, right? So don't get stuck on this material idea of specific little things and changes you have to make. But what you want to connect with is that feeling that you want so you can let that feeling guide you all throughout the year and especially when things get really hard so at the end of all of this when you have everything written down you feel really clear on your intentions what do you want to create what are you looking to evoke this is important you're going to take everything you wrote and you're going to sum it up and you can sum it up in one sentence if you want. You can sum it up in a couple of sentences if you want, but you're going to sum it up and you're going to sum it up on a little piece of paper that you're going to take with you for New Year's Eve. I'm going to give an example of something that I've summed up. This is, since I haven't done my big meditation yet, this will change for sure, but I wanted to give an example of what summing my New Year's intention for 2019, uh, what that looks like so that you can create something similar. Here we go. So on a clean sheet of paper I have written 
in 2019, I want to spend as much time as possible with my baby. I want to feel calm and happy and at peace. 2019 is the year I learned how to balance motherhood with work because 2018 taught me that there is a way to grow while still moving slowly. This year, I will listen to my body. I will slow down in my own way. I'll put less pressure on myself to be perfect. I will let my inner wild woman call the shots because I know she creates peace wherever she goes just by being herself. 2019, I am ready. So that's my summary. It might change, but what you're going to do is you're going to take this, put it on a, on a separate piece of paper, fold it together, and when New Year's Eve comes, bring it with you. Um, you're going to create a little, <laughs> if you want to follow along with my, um, my, my uh, crazy stuff that I do, every year I create a little sacred pouch that I take with, with me and I put it in my purse uh, wherever I go and I make sure that I have it around 12 o'clock. Uh, a sacred pouch is going to have this note that I have torn out of my notebook, folded it up. I put it in my pouch and I put maybe like a couple of crystals in there, maybe a little candle, a little Palo Santo, um, just little things that make me feel connected. Whatever that is to you, it could be something, it could be essential oils, could be a gem that you love, could be a, you know, anything at all, a little sacred pouch. And of course, at the stroke of midnight, I, uh, you know, we're going to be celebrating and toasting and kissing our loved ones, all of that. Um, so what I do is after all of that has settled, so say maybe it's like 12, 30, 30 minutes after, there's always that moment where everyone is like, oh, okay, the new year is here. <laughs> and depending on where you are and what you're doing, you might feel a little like low about that. You might feel totally stoked about that. You might be partying. You might be with family. You might be all alone. Like who knows? Whenever you have a moment to yourself, you're going to create a moment to yourself whenever all of this is kind of over. Find a quiet place to sit alone to Deeply, 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 deeply set your intentions and send them out into the universe. So usually we spend midnight on the beach. Uh, since we had the baby, we've been home. And then, I, you know, if, if you're home, you can do this really easily. I just go to my yoga mat in my yoga room and I do that uh, and I do it there or I go out uh, on a patio and I do it, do it outside. Normally we're on the beach at the stroke of midnight. So I usually go to the end of the beach where there's very little people and I sit down under the stars and I do this under the stars. But uh, you create a little sacred area, just a comfortable place to sit, put your crystals out, use your essential oils, light your candle, all that stuff. Um, so make sure you have a, this is important, make sure you have a lighter with you, mega, mega, mega important so that you can create that space. And then once you're sitting down, you take a moment to close your eyes, you take your note out and maybe a crystal, you hold it to your heart and you fully, 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 just with your eyes closed, evoke that feeling that you want to create for 2019 just feel all the things and remind yourself of the intention that you have you can read it out loud if i'm outside i'll read it out loud i'll look up into the universe and i speak that intention out loud um, and sometimes this whole thing takes me two minutes to do like i've done it like at a party when everything is crazy i barely had a moment to myself it can be two minutes just to sit down speak that intention out loud take a moment to hold it to your heart and feel it make it real really um, if you have you know 30 minutes to dedicate in the middle of the night then do that if you you know you can spend as much time as you have just make sure that you do it once you do it you're going to take your lighter uh, I do it with a candle, <laughs> if you have that ability, um, and you're going to burn your little note. So, so there's something about burn, like you're literally taking something and turning it into thousands and thousands and thousands of little microscopic particles as you've spoken your intention out loud, and you're sending it out into the atmosphere. So you're going to burn your note to fully have it embody that intention that you want to set. And then the last thing that I do is I find my affirmation for 2019. An affirmation always begins with the words, I am. It's a present tense sentence. So something that's unfolding right now. Um, for me, my intention is I want to find more calm, right? My affirmation is I am calm. And that's the affirmation that I take with me for the entire year. So it's basically this intention that I had written down on my note, made into one simple sentence that I can affirm to myself when things are really hard. I even go as far as I have a little New Year's pouch. Now I'm kind of crazy about New Year's intentions, but I have a little New Year's pouch. It's like a little amulet. Uh, it's like a necklace, but it's a little bag. Um, I'll sometimes write my affirmation down on that little note, put it in the pouch, and I wear it under my dress uh, over my heart. 
for all of New Year's Eve and maybe after that too. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then I put it on my altar. So it spends almost the entire year, my little pouch, it's on the altar and then I can come back to it throughout. So I'm actually sitting right by my altar right now. I'm going to, in a moment, take my pouch and then I can read my affirmation from last year, which is beautiful. And actually, I can't even remember what it was last year. See, this is the fun part about being able to connect um, each year. Um, so, if, of course, you save your your journals and your notebooks. You can read what you journal last year if you did if you do this every year. It's a really beautiful ritual to have. I love the idea of being really old and gray and looking back at all of my New Year's intentions and seeing how it all brought me to where I am. Um, so there you have it, you guys. Um, <laughs> I hope this has been uh, helpful. I'm going to write this down and see if I can make it in just a, a condensed post on Instagram too. I also have a, a New Year's meditation on 108.com, uh, a full New Year's intention uh, that I that I filmed that's up on there if you want to do this live and journal with me. Um, but doing this specific stuff, the journaling on 2018 and then journaling on 2019 so you can get that really clear intention, it's so important to do. If you don't know what you want, how are you going to get it? If you don't know what you want to create, how are you going to manifest it? It's really hard for the universe to support you and for the for energy to help you if you're, if you're confused, if you're unsure. So get clear. What kind of life do you want to create for yourself? What are you looking to find? What do you want to have happen in 2019? And know that you have so much power. You have way more power than you think when it comes to putting these things into play. So let's make it happen, you guys. Let's make it happen. Let's make 2019 a fucking amazing year. It's time. 2019, man, it's our year. <laughs> it it really, really, really truly is. So... I would love to hear what your intentions are. I would so love to hear what your intentions are. Speaking them out loud is an important thing. If you want to share them on Instagram, please do. Um, it's also, it's it's a really beautiful thing to see other people setting their intentions. So if you're on the community group on Facebook, we're going to have a sharing uh, in just a couple of days on the new year and what we're looking to create. So you can also put your intentions there on the community group on Facebook if you're on there. I'm so excited. <laughs> that I can say I'm excited for the new year. I'm always really excited for the new year. Um, I love setting new goals, new intentions. And I feel kind of, right now I feel kind of, I feel ready for a shift that I can say. If you've been following along for a while, you can sense that I am on, on kind of a roller coaster of stuff. Um, I feel ready for a shift and I feel ready for some clarity because that's that's where I am in my life right now. I love you so much. Happy New Year's and um, let's kick 2019's But Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for setting your intentions with me and uh, I'll see you next week, which is also next year. Thank you so much for listening to this week's special New Year's Eve episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, ZipRecruiter, and Sunbasket. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>